Welcome to Talking Travel on 2 and you are FM. Barry Warwick with us, replacing Sally Lucas this week. Great to have you in, Barry. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Now, what do you got lined up for us today? Look, I thought I'd um, talk about museums in the first part. So right, yeah. There's just a, a museum for just about everything, I think. Well, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Surely there's got to be a museum for everything. Well, it is. Though. For example, Abu Dhabi's got one uh, for the future. So, it, All right, so they're, they're doing a pre-museum, that, that, essentially. That, exactly. <laughs> it's Talking Travel on 2 RFM. Greg Richard, joined by Barry Warwick with us. So Barry, we're looking at museums today. Yeah, look, I just thought that it's an interesting... It's always interesting to find a museum in a city that you're visiting and yep. um, it tells you a little bit about the place, but there are a lot of museums that... Um, for example, the Natural History one in London, obviously very famous. It yep. was built in 1881, um, has, you know, great um, great displays. But then you've got something like the, Bilbao, um, the Guggenheim Museum in Bilbao, mm-hmm. which is just really for modern art. You know, it's for 20th and 21st century art. Yep. And the, the style and the design of that, uh, museum was really, um, I suppose, for the for when it was built, something that was totally different, mm-hmm. uh, a modern concept. Yep. So, uh, and you've got the Louvre in in uh, Paris, for example, yep. which was a, a 12th century um, castle, mm-hmm. and um, that's been transformed into a one of the most famous museums in the world. It has been, and. That was because um, during the French Revolution they decided that they'd make it a museum. And so you've got this really historic building and then you've got this really um, modern glass pyramid out the front of it. (laughs) It's it's kind of an old and new, I guess, sort of coming together there. Yeah, and I think the French do that probably better than anyone else. (laughs) Um, but then you've got, uh, you know, museums like in Thailand, um, you've got the, the Erwin Museum mm-hmm. and it's got a 250-tonne um, three-headed elephant as the central uh, display mm-hmm. of it and very intricate yep. uh, religious and... Um, How big was that elephant? 300... Well, it's it's two hundred and fifty ton structure. That's a quite imposing <laughs> so entrance. It certainly is. Um, and look, it's got uh, a collection of rare, spe- uh, rare pieces of Chinese porcelain and Vietnamese vases, and uh, but you know the background work. It, it's to represent um, you know the the um, the roof of the world. Uh, the Zodiac and the Milky Way. So it's got a lot of interesting things yep. that are very, very Asian in, um, well, I suppose yep. in Bangkok you'd expect yep. it to be Asian. But. but it seems to be like a wide variety there as well, not just, how you mentioned like the Louvre and Guggenheim before. Yeah. They're pretty much sort of set in what there, but that seems to be a bit more variety of, of what's in there. Yeah, well, that that's, that's right. I mean, all of them have um, different themes like... Um, in Abu Dhabi, for example, you've got the uh, a Louvre or a branch of it, and so you've got all this beautiful art, mm. but the building style is done so that it looks like it's actually floating, and so uh, it's almost a masterpiece in the yeah, architecture. Yeah. 
So. Exactly. Is that Abu Dhabi just a bit over the top with their museums? Or? <laughs> well, it's, it seems to do pretty well because, um, you know, it, they've got the, the Museum of the Future, which really, um, um, I suppose it, it exhibits the technology space exploration. And so it's taking um, museums to a different level. Mm. Um, but yes, Abu Dhabi does sort of excel. Now, Doha is not to be outdone mm. because they have a um, really uh, spectacular museum which um, has Islamic art. So it's from about the 12th century. So... Uh, again, something a little bit totally different. And then to round it off, um, you've got the Hanoi Museum, uh, which is an upside-down pyramid. Again, the architectural style, apart from what is actually exhibited in it, um, is something to really, um, really have a look at. And finally, Monet's um, House and Gardens. Um, it's really a garden, so it's a museum going into how his paintings were done. Yeah, right. That's quite a different take on a museum, I guess, than just seeing his paintings. <laughs> well, the thing is that most of his paintings are exhibited in Paris mm. and um, there's uh, Japanese prints, uh, more Japanese prints at that particular museum. <laughs> oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> it's Talking Travel on 2 and you RFM 103.7. Greg Richard joined by Barry Warwick today. Barry, we looked at museums from around the world before. I'll skim on a couple of highlights. But now you want to look at well, something a little bit different. Yeah, look, I thought I'd um, talk about train, just smaller oils, cheaper train trips, um, you know, rather than something like the Garm, which is quite expensive, yep. or the Blue Train in South Africa, which, um, or the Orient Express in Europe. Mm. Um, just a couple of little train trips that um, are really interesting but aren't going to break the bank. Right, and still a bit scenic too, I think you mentioned as well. Um, yes, that's right. Yep. The, the, most of them I've, I've chosen because they um, they have a scenic twist to yep. them, and so it's a good way to um, to see, you know, the countryside. Yep. So you know, there's the Levanto to La Spezia in um, Italy. Mm -hmm. Now that's in the Cinque Terre, so it runs along the coast, um, and there's five villages that make up the Cinque Terre, uh, and so you can hop on and off this train. Uh, check out these really quaint little villages. But in between the villages, you get to have a scenic ride as well. So, um, and again, it's just not something that's going to, to break your bank. Yep. Which is pretty uh, good for an Italian coast. I can't imagine being terrible. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, it's pretty spectacular and it, it's a nice, nice part of the, the oh, coast nice. to spend your time. And look, just along from there, you've got the French Riviera, French French Riviera, uh, which you've got a regional line, so you can just take the smaller trains along there. Again, really great way to explore. Uh, you're not going on the TGV, which is the really fast French trains. Mm -hmm. You're just doing it at a much slower pace, and yep. um, you know you can get out, explore some of the um, towns and villages that that um, make up that particular part of the coast. It's a probably a good way to actually see a country, isn't it? Getting on the train and just sort of going around through because you don't have to worry about driving or anything. Or that exactly right because you know the driver 
is too busy concentrating on the road and particularly in Europe, you're on the other side of the road so you have to concentrate even more. So, um, yeah, it's nice to just sit back and and look at the the scenery. Um, Look, some others, um, you know, even Ireland, for example, there's a really scenic one that goes from Dublin to Galway and um, Ireland's got about 30 different shades of green. I don't think there's any other <laughs> colour. It's just, <laughs> it's just uh, you know, so green compared yep. to here and uh, it's a lovely way to, um, to see it. Um, and look, you can go further north. This one's a little bit more expensive, but you can go Oslo, uh, Oslo to Bergen. And again, it's a really scenic uh, yeah, yeah. railway trip. And you can actually get a break it and do the Flam Railway. Um, now the Flam Railway is um, it's a little it's a scenic railway that goes up into the mountains and uh, uh, on the way up you see trolls and uh, things. <laughs> trolls, <laughs> trolls, yeah. <laughs> As you... Okay, I thought they were under bridges, but <laughs> no. Well, the 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 trolls are, are the uh, folklore. People, yep. yeah, like oh, okay, right, yeah. Yep. So uh, you know, they wave to the train, and um, it's 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 just a bit of a fun ride. Yep. Um, you know, the, the New Zealand has the Transalpine um, Express that, that goes across from uh, Christchurch to Greymouth. Again, a really nice scenic uh, railway that it's not going to cost you thousands of dollars. Of it's uh, you know a, a hundred or mm. a couple of hundred. Yeah, the the to get from one point to um, to the other, and really have a uh, really nice scenic mm. tour, um, and look even Munich to Salzburg, that's a two hour train ride. Yep, uh, and just seeing the the difference in even the architecture of the churches changes between what's in Germany and what's in Austria sure, and. Yep. Uh, something that is really quite a uh, quite a nice little journey, and at the end you get Salzburg, which is a, a really pretty town to have a look around. That's, that's not bad for two hours. We're pretty much doing two countries in a couple of hours. That's right. And um, you know, Munich's got lots of things to offer as well. So um, you can combine sightseeing and uh, you know maybe. Uh, Check out the BMW factory in yep. in Munich, and then <laughs> then <laughs> take the train yeah. and jump and on a train. And I suppose those shorter trains as well. You're not really worrying about doing bookings ages ago. You could probably book them on the day. Or look, some of them require bookings, but yep. you know, the for example, the um, the one at the Cinque Terre, it's just hop on and hop off. You know, the trains come every fifteen okay. minutes. You uh, go down to the station and. Um, you know, hop on, go to the next village, have a, a little bit of a wander around. And, uh, but, you know, it is certainly a great place to, to stay. And similar with the, the French Riviera. Um, the Oslo to Bergen, it's, it's definitely a book, you, yep. you know, you should book yeah, yeah. for that one. Fair enough. I imagine a lot of people might be want to jumping on that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's Talking Travel on 2NURFM 103.7. Barry Warwick about to wrap up with us for another week. But before you step out, a couple of hot deals for us. 
Well, look, this one I thought went well with rail. It's a seven-day New Zealand rail experience. Um, and you've got to start this on a Wednesday, but you can actually do it whenever um, really slotted into any itinerary. Um, and it just goes down from, commences in Auckland, goes down to Wellington, across on the ferry to Picton, um, and it does that transalpine rail. So it's something to bear in mind if you're a, a rail buff or, you know, like doing... Um, it's nice weather to see New Zealand as well, I guess. Like it is. Seven day. Again, it's just a quick seven day, and it's not that expensive to get to New Zealand. So yeah. if you've got a week up your sleeve and you don't know what to do, there's something. Pop over to New Zealand. What else you got for us? Um, look, um, this one's for the under 35s. Look, um, Top Deck have got a, a sale on on some of their itineraries in the, the USA. Now, these vary from just the West Coast, um, East Coast, across to, um, you know, across America. Um, they vary in group size from um, maximum of 48, um, but there's a... a one that goes into Mexico that only has 20 people on. So, um, and I'm a fan of the the, the smaller group yeah. sizes. So uh, something to bear in mind as well. And those uh, in the cruising, uh, Holland America have got a sale on at the moment um, and they're just putting in extra inclusions. So um, depending on the length of the cruise, you get a shore credit or... Uh, or, and you get a drinks package, specialty dining, um, and a Wi-Fi surf package. So, again, it's something, um, if you're looking at cruising, um, just to get those little extras added in is uh, great. And that's on till the end of the month. And finally, um, I just thought I'd mention that insurance is such an important thing, uh, and um, NIB are going to change their travel insurance so that uh, instead of only being able to take it out 12 months in advance, you can actually take it out 18 months in advance. And I think that's important. It's, the change won't come in for um, until I think it's March. But, um, you know, quite often people are booking now for yep. 25, 26, Six, yeah, yeah. and uh, you've got money at risk. Exactly. Well, that's 18 months is a little bit more... A little bit more leeway, but... A yeah. little bit more leeway, yeah. And there's um, no doubt a premium loading, but, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes it's worthwhile. Right. Barry Warwick, thank you very much. And are you back next week for Talking Travel or...? Um, Sally said that she should be in, but... Um, we'll I find might out. Be, oh, yeah, we'll find out next I'll, week. I'll find out. <laughs> Barry Warwick, thank you very much. Talking Travel on 2NURFM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.